mates. Welcome once again into the Little Dum Dum Club for another week. My name is Tommy Dasolo. Thank you very much for joining us. Sitting next to me, the other half of the program, Charles Pippa Candler. Yay! G'day, dickhead. Yeah. You sweet new alias. I'm going to leave now. Two new aliases. Well, we're in your house, so good luck, buddy. Oh, man. We are going to hey, trash this joint while you're away. This is... Um, I've been looking forward to this. This is like... Is this the first episode we've done that hasn't been a live episode in... Ever, yes. Years? <laughs> yes. Yeah. They've all been in front of audiences, just most of them very, very quiet. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I'm so I'm so glad there's no pressure to make this one funny. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, like I'm just going to really stick this one up. This so far would have been going appallingly if this had, <laughs> if we'd opened with this in front of a live audience, yeah. we'd be eating it. I was I was thinking of doing live ones because you know it pumps up and then it comes to me. You go here he is, Carl's yeah, and then I go oh you got to say it now, get a dickhead, and then it, and slowly every, from the st- first shows people are like yeah that's something, and then by the end it's like yeah. <laughs> That's just a guy saying something he shouldn't be saying at that age. You're, <laughs> you're the I didn't do it kid. That's oh, what you are. Jesus, someone doesn't know protocol uh, at all. Quick, I will notice we are recording this back at your house. Uh, should I give the address out? No. Um, Chandler HQ. The uh, the whiteboard, the uh, the famous Chandler household community notice board has been scrubbed clean, I uh, noticed. Was yeah, that that's been like that for at least half an hour. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I did notice. I did notice. You've the, and there's even a pin board here that looks like... Very um, very flamboyant kind of feminine pins you've got. You've got little flowers and little stars. Yeah. Uh, no notices on there. So there's really nothing. Uh, yeah. There's s- nothing around. You've removed all the photos of yourself. There's no you've fingerprints on anything in this house <laughs> at the moment. I've, I've got rid of anything you could have done. There's not even furniture. We're sitting in an yeah. empty, barren, <laughs> echoey room. Yeah. Um, today on the program, uh, returning guest, good old mate of the show. You know him from The Project. Uh, you know him from Agony Uncles. You know him from his uh, syndicated radio program. I want to make sure I pronounce it properly. Mamma mia. <laughs> Please welcome back into the little dum-dum club, Dave Thornton. Yeah. yeah. It felt like that enunciation was a little bit misogynistic, mate. Okay. I just was finished my bit? shift on my radio show. Because you two I've simply having penises it's, has it's, put me off. So. It's sponsored by La Paqueta, isn't it? Is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never listened to your show. I assume it's about spaghetti uh, and the Super Mario Brothers, how yeah. to get past level two, world one. You know, contractually, we need a guy in the corner with a handlebar moustache yeah. and a little piano accordion with a chimp on his shoulder yeah. he just grinds away it's very good I you, you record it while music. you're dr- driving around on a little buggy like jumping on mushrooms and stuff is that what happens <laughs> mm. oh mate the amount of coins i can get out of that hour <laughs> is frightening it's just good to turn on fox fm in here da, 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 is yeah. the intro music to a show it's yeah. really good and because it's very female orientated you know, when you when you uh, meet the princess you have to meet her as an equal <laughs> and then you talk to her about her future prospects no but you never can meet her because she's always in another castle oh, you know that old trick another network bowser's old trick yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm just disappointed that, uh, that you know, I didn't get on that show. I mean, that's the only reason I yeah. changed my name to go the Italian angle. And then a show starts up that's oh, named after the catchphrase of my people. And I, thought, I can't I even get on there. Because it's a show for females and your voice. Yeah. Well, both. Oh, well, there yeah, you go. Yeah. yeah, he's a double threat. And yeah. he has turned up in a Sopranos-esque mm. yeah. <laughs> tracksuit top <laughs> there. That is an Adidas maroon one that zip up in the middle. Yeah, with nothing on underneath. few gold chains. I have to say, like, it's it's... I know we've talked about it before, but it's beyond a joke the amount of feedback we get about your voice on here. Mm. Even the even the way like last night we were at a gig and someone came up and went, "Oh, oh, do you know you know Tom, you know you know Tommy, don't you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and I uh, go, "Do you, oh, do you know there was someone here and they couldn't see me before and they thought it was a girl?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can believe that because I've heard that yeah. story mm. so many times." It's actually and it's it's a testament to how long it's gone on for 
that your enjoyment of it has yeah, worn off. I know. Like that, I'm and bored. that takes a long time for you to get to to a, when you enjoy something, you yeah. really stick by it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. someone saying, "Here's a softball to just smash your mate with." Yeah, and I'm like, "No, nah, I'd rather not." Yeah, and yeah. people <laughs> keep sending us things. People keep leaving iTunes reviews, but there's no new spin on it. It's like, guess yeah. what, guys? My wife was listening and she said, who's that young yeah. lady? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Yeah. What's the next? There's got to be a next bit. Carl literally will wave to the shark as he's jumping it. Like he will look <laughs> at it. Hey, we've had some good times, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. This is good. And then he looks down and the shark just looks like him. Like it's like a big grey version of him coming out of the yeah. pool. Hey, mate. It's <laughs> waving is back. It, you, hey, mate. <laughs> hey mate, <laughs> hey mate, hey mate, hey mate. Yeah, so now that the festival's done, maybe this is a good. I mean, you're saying you're bored of saying g'day dickhead at the live shows. Yeah. We're bored of the female voice thing, and and we've we've run out of Nick Cody birthday. I know. Countdown. We've got to get new stuff. Mm. How did it go? Oh well, uh, we should quickly we should hype this up this yeah. Saturday. Uh, so if, if you're, you're listening to this, this on the day it's yeah, coming out, Saturday May the 11th at 3 p.m. We are doing a Nick Cody's birthday live episode. In the party room of the Church Street McDonald's. At the time of the recording, I think there's maybe uh, like five or six tickets left. Yeah. So if you I get on fewer, it, so get you on can it. yeah snap to it. Uh, the address is tinyurl.com slash dumdumcody. Uh, and plus our Facebook and Twitter, you can get uh, tickets through that. And maybe don't mention... You know, it, it to anyone that works at McDonald's. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you have made it a ticketed event. We've Is booked, that right? We've paid our own money to book out the McDonald's party room. And, yeah, I mean, just to recoup the costs. We're not making a profit out of this thing. Yeah, we're, I mean, bu- we've we're got buying a, cake. Yeah. Is there, like, anywhere else when there's a concert, is there gold-class dickhead seats? Is there, like, oh, can you get to the front? <laughs> no, we didn't really think that through. We should have done something like that, I guess. Yeah, no, all I did was ring a 14-year-old who, who I went, can I bring as many of my mates as I can in? And they're like, how many children? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Mentally? Yeah. IQ-wise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, this... G-. No, actually, she said, how many children? I go, oh, look, there's going to be plenty. You know, I just don't know how many... Um, look... Do I need to bring any children? She goes, no. I'm like, okay, I'm bringing no children. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I haven't told you this yet, but I happen to be having dinner on Friday night near the Church Street McDonald's, and I thought I'll, I'll just poke my head in and see what the setup because there's a lot of was other there a big post dum dum coming soon or <laughs> believe it or not no yeah. um, unless we've changed the name of the show to the McFlurry show yeah. in which case plenty of advertising <laughs> I did have something to tell you but yeah um, I so I went in there and I went up to the guy behind the counter and I couldn't see like there was it wasn't obvious where the party room was it's a pretty small McDonald's yep. and I went up to the guy and I went oh where's the can I have a look where the where's the party room can I have a look and he goes I don't know. So <laughs> what? it's Hasn't entirely possible that we've been scammed out no. of our booking money, and we're just—they're just, just going to set us up in the car Mate, park. I have been to that McDonald's and many others. I yeah. know where the party room is. There's yeah. definitely a party room there. Uh, it looks to me like maybe there won't be a designated party room that we'll just have our own sectioned-off bit of the McDonald's, which to me is almost better. I yeah, think. that's fine if we can yeah. mix with. Uh, Mixed with the plebs. Sweet playground. There's a very good playground there. <laughs> I know Cody said he was planning, planning on bringing uh, some hip flasks to make himself up a Kahlua thick shake. So maybe just have the after party in the same venue and it, get buck wild on the isn't slide. Isn't it funny when you progress from 5 to 30, you still know you're going to vomit on the merry-go-round. <laughs> oh, just for completely or, different reasons. Just, yeah, just at McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. But um, it's going to be good. Come down, guys. If, you're, uh, if, you, if, you, if you listen to this, I can't stress this enough. Pause the episode and do it now because there's nary any tickets left. Yeah, um, I think it's, it's it's already got to me a bit of a Bucks Night thing, you know, sort of vibe yeah. about it because it's just a thing done for fun that you shouldn't be doing during the day, and then I've got a feeling there's going to be heavy drinking afterwards. Yeah. Oh no! And one of the young girls will come across who's just taking away all the rubbish, and they'll be like, "We know why you're here." <laughs> 
And there is going to be a sexual harassment <laughs> case slapped on Dum Dum pretty quick. <laughs> what, has there ever been someone that's been employed to be a stripper dressed as a McDonald's attendant? I'm sure I, they would be. Yeah. Because I always thought, you know, people would go like talk down about the, the uniform. I, I remember being in uni and looking at girls at McDonald's and going, no, I think that's a sexy uniform. Like, well, You don't have to tag being in uni on there. That's <laughs> that's happened yesterday, I'm sure of it. Well, I reckon this is a bit of a Pavlovian thing for me because this is my only uh, claim to fame from my high school that Esther Anderson, who oh. was home and away, yep. she, she was in my year at high yes. school and she a gold Logie nominated Esther Anderson, yeah. thanks very much. Yeah. She worked at McDonald's. Oh. Yeah. So we would always swing by Belmont in Geelong and just to look at her in those pleated pants with the hair back and the visor on. And <laughs> oh. hey, yeah. That is a winner. So and that's, that's all you've got to tell us about her? Or? What, about Esther? Yeah. No, you're not pushing this channel. <laughs> <laughs> you have to try a little bit harder I, than that. I yeah. heard there was a bit of drive throwing involved. Or <laughs> <laughs> you can say as many euphemisms as you want. <laughs> I was a young lad. Nuggets. <laughs> you got some nuggets. You got um, a thick shape. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that kind of spicy it. Latin story is best saved for the airwaves <laughs> of Mamma Mia. <laughs> <laughs> I, what about, like, I get, okay, yeah, sexy McDonald's employee. I get that. What about sexy hamburglar? Because that's uh, got kind of like a criminal element to it as oh well. yeah, a female I, hamburger. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. birdie. Not what birdie, maybe not. A female grimace. Yeah. Not, not really. But that's like, but <laughs> that would be good because you could a be wearing... A fatogram for grimace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you could be wearing like the big purple suit and then just unzip it and nude lady inside. Oh, yeah. Two so nude ladies, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's for the guy who wants the stripper gram, who doesn't like waiting, you know, taking yeah. off one item of clothing. Forget that. Just unzip the one big suit and then you've got it all there ready to go underneath. She's turned into the Voltron of Boozies. Just <laughs> unzips and she comes apart. Oh, jugs ahoy. <laughs> yeah, you could get uh, strippers in the ice cream cake. We've got ice cream cake yeah. booked. I don't know how big the yeah. ice cream cake's going to be. Oh. That cost us about 10 bucks each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Happy birthday, Mr. Cody. A la <laughs> yeah, yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah. Coming yeah, out yeah of the Ronald ice cream cake. seeing that. Yeah, yeah. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly, I'm just curious to see if this episode ends up on the airwaves because I think it's going to be very interesting when A, we turn up with a recording setup yeah. and B, we turn up with 30 people <laughs> whom, and we've got a checklist just crossing off who we've, yeah. who we've, we've charged money yeah. to come into McDonald's with us. Like, I, there's a lot of logistical stuff about this that I'm, could go I'm wrong. I'm looking forward to it going wrong. I, I can see the second half of it being recorded. Uh, and you know what? Because this is a McDonald's that is located... Completely, exactly right next to the police station. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. It's going to take yeah. a lot of effort to... Uh, I really feel like we should almost get like a camera crew to come because I, th- I feel like the episode won't be recorded, but what will end up being good will be a documentary about us trying to do this episode. Yeah. No, no, it's going to be like Johnny Cash and Bolson Prison. <laughs> you guys are going to be taken out of there. And the dumb, dumb movie is going to start with you guys in the police station going, this is where it got to. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I do know that it's right near Molly Meldrum's house, so maybe it is special too. guest. It is too. Maybe we should try and get him to drop in. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very obvious where it is. Do you want to, should we actually go and drop an invite in his letterbox and say, we're doing this? If you want to be part of something... <laughs> Just say, look, Janet Jackson's going to be there. If you want to come down... <laughs> do yourself a favour. Yeah. yeah. Get on board. That would be... We should do that. Because he's got be quite amazing. a famous mural at the front of his house. He's, mm. got one, he's got one wall that's dedicated to the St Kilda Saints in the AFL. Yeah, and, one and then another wall dedicated to, dedicated to, to something for the drive home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> get one wall... What if we just paint over and get Chandler and one wall Dassel on the other wall? We'll fly James Fosdyke down, <laughs> podcast artist in residence, and get him to draw us up on the side of Molly's house. And just have us both with you, with Molly's hats on. Yeah. yeah. 
Do yourself two favours. We we <laughs> can get. We, surely we can get this to happen if we right, like. Do you reckon it's? Everyone knows where his house is. Do you reckon his letterbox is accessible from the street? You know, you two are pretty much, in his mind, will have just turned into the two love children of John Blackman. Like, you were like, <laughs> hey, Molly, and all this gay innuendo. That you're Get John. out of the spa, Molly. Hey! Come on. Hey! <laughs> I'll wear my blue hat and grow my hair out. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Chandler, Mr. Chandler. Oh, it's oh. going to be a great day. Yeah. Uh, um, and we finished up the the comedy festival. I think it's um it's a app that we sort of round up what's what's happened. Yes, maybe over the, over the festival. You had a good run. I, um, Dave Thornton. I I I had a, a routine where I'd walk out of my show every night, walk up a couple of blocks out of my show that would have you know between fifteen, thirty, forty people in it, uh, and then walk past where you were on the same time as me, nine forty five, yeah, and I'd true. walk past and I would just run in to this ocean wave of blondes just walking up this hill as I'm walking down. It'd be like just like. Abba times 50, all these blonde women walking up and I'd be walking through oh. and I'd just go every night, I'd go, Thornton would go, yeah, he was great. I'm like, yeah, I know, I know. Well, you but know you're going to say blonde men, like yeah. Swedish guys. They yeah. love a bit of Thorno. Well, you know, in the, last, in the live, I was there at the last live podcast recording in Sydney. Yes. I was in the crowd, wasn't invited, but it's yeah. neither here nor there. <laughs> and, and you had pointed out how you went to an oval on Anzac Day of yes. all these lagered up Sydney siders just yeah. to go, please come to my show. <laughs> I do the same, but at Hitler Youth Rally. So yeah. I just find blonde girls as far as the eye can see and say he wouldn't have liked it like this. <laughs> yeah. Look at me, blue-eyed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm part of the group. Come on. <laughs> Except it ends up I've got the worst crowd. You've got the Hitler rally and my audience is worse than yours. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, their ideas aren't good, but yeah, they are yeah. great on the eye. They're very good on the eye. Because <laughs> uh, um, we did a... Um, uh, we did... We, we made mention that we were going to do a live show that was unrecorded. We, have, we didn't really talk yes. about that very much. We did a, a, a live show. And we, we rang you on the, on the live show, on the uh, unrecorded <laughs> live show, and we rang a couple of different people. But um, I think it's worth devoting a tiny bit of time just to tell people that if you didn't come, you really missed out. It was like the best live yeah, show we ever did. It's amazing. I think we're going to – we've talked about making it a regular thing, at like a regular kind of last yeah. night of the festival every year. It was – we had literally about 15 guests that would just come onto the stage intermittently – People would just leave in when various they, stages of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Carl Woodbury was off his gut. He'd been Carl at a Mexican-themed party all day. Carl Woodbury doesn't remember the whole night. Yeah, he actually came from that party you were talking about. Came from like a whatever themed party it was, and he brought along a girl that he met and gone. Oh, you should come to this thing. Like thinking he's going to show off to her. Yeah, and going. You should come to this thing. It's going to be great. It's this big thing. Heaps of people are there. I'm part of it. You know, like I'm a big part of it. I'm going to come along. You know, I'm going to be really funny. Whatever. And got her there, and then right before we started the show, he leans in and goes, oh, by the way, the joke with this show is everyone pretends that I'm a real fuckhead <laughs> and uh, they're going to like hang a heap of crap on me. And, what you know, a sell. <laughs> it's like, and go. And then we start and just started pour, you know. We were we rude. are very good at pretending. I'll give us yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we really did sell it quite well. And so he cops so much and then he goes, goes up to her at one stage and, and, oh, that's right, because he ended up with drinking, like pouring a beer into a shoe. Yep. And... <laughs> And drinking that, Classic and then Woodbury. yeah, and then um, he goes up to the girl and, the, and he goes, "Oh yeah, they made me do that." And she goes, "She goes, I watched it. You volunteered." I like it. What they're going to do is pull out some facts, yeah. throw <laughs> them back at me, and abuse them for yeah. comedy. Because it was it was such a great like the the vibe in that room was so good. There were a lot of comics there. There were a lot of punters there, the, the, and it was like the last thing that everyone kind of did for the comedy festival before the final night party. So the vibe was electric. Like, it was such a good energy yeah. in there. She was up the front, 
hating every second <laughs> of everything that happened. She was the one person... Because it was just like... It was so off the radar that it was like, if you're there, you obviously know us, all the show. So it was like, of course it's going to be good. But then she was there, I'm like... How the fuck's this person ended up here who doesn't... Like, because I didn't know this, the context. Well, I think we've burnt... In the two times when we've had anything to do with Carl Woodbury, we've burnt <laughs> girls yeah, with him. Because yeah. the, the other episode that we had with him, he I think his girlfriend dumped him like the next day or yeah. something. Which yeah. proves where comedy sits on the scale of things. <laughs> like, if you're in a rock band, you could probably impress a woman with it. You invite her to a comedy gig. <laughs> you just get your ass nailed. <laughs> I don't think it proves where comedy sits on the scale of things. I think it proves where Carl Woodbury sits on the scale of things. <laughs> yeah. more, more where podcasts sit on the scale of things more than anything else. Oh, and when we finish the, the the show we uh someone actually got that drunk during the show we went we went to go to the toilet and someone had just vomited yeah like an inch noodles. from the toilet yeah Noodle, noodles like completely undigested noodles there was this massive i've never seen anything quite like it. yeah it was someone no like because apparently it wasn't that they drunk too much that because someone i know was sitting next to this person who vomited they said it was like they'd ripped they said that they'd ripped too many bongs before they came out <laughs> and then they'd had a couple of beers. Right. This is just got how, how it got told to me. It's yeah. a guy who I know listens to the show, so right. uh, it's a mate of Cody's, I think. Right. It's a good okay. mate of Nick Cody's, so And then he got into it. I got thrown under the bus on that night by Luke McGregor. Oh. Because I was drinking with some friends and I saw Luke and I said, Oh God, the live um, <laughs> the live podcast that isn't getting recorded oh, would that be... And I looked at my watch and I said, is it over? But now Luke's like, yeah, yeah, it's over, it's over. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's when you called me. I was apologetic from the get-go. I was like, oh, look, Chando, I can't make it. And then I hear just a bit of a pause and, hey, fuck it! I was like, oh, there was no point. We're giving really mixed messages here because on one hand we're saying it was an amazing, great gig and then on the other hand we're saying we were just calling people on stage and holding that up to the microphone. Like, if I heard those two separate things, I'd go, that's... That's not the same gig. That's not an amazing gig where it's just you having to call up people who aren't there. In your brains, you're getting encores of just more shit giving. Yeah. Okay, guys, we'll keep going. Yeah. And there's a guy vomiting to get out of it. Oh, sticking his fingers down his throat. Yeah, the old maths class defence. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to talk about this on the show. Uh, there was a guy in, uh, in my maths class when I was in year 10 who uh, was diabetic. And we had this maths teacher who would just keep us in at lunchtime just on a dime, like the smallest thing. Someone would cough and he'd go, you're fucked, everyone's staying in. For and whole then, lunchtime? Yeah, all for most of lunchtime. Like oh. he'd keep it, because we always had, we had like two classes a week with him that were, one was before recess and then one was before uh, lunch. Okay. And so he'd do that, he'd go, you're all staying in. And the bell would go and he'd go, you're not going anywhere, you're all staying in here. And then my mate, because I'd sit next to him every day, would whip out his uh, insulin thing and just give himself a jab and go... I gotta go. I need food. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna die if I don't have food. And the teacher would just have to go. Duh! Just thwarted every single lesson by this diabetic kid. I love it. Like it's just as a kid sitting there going, "I wish I had diabetes." Yeah. You know. I I remembered at school uh, the most fun we had was with an exchange teacher. We mm-hmm. got this guy from middle of America. Mr. Shelton was his name. That could be couldn't be any more American. And he was our geography teacher. And you couldn't like. Even though the little information that we had about our own country could just wipe the floor with him. Like, he was trying to tell us about soil erosion. We were like, sir, we don't have soil. And he's like, really? And, like, we would just wear him. Like, he would just be dominated the whole class because he had no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, a that was a thing when you'd know that you'd had a replacement teacher coming in where it was kind of joy. Because for the most part... They don't know. Like, you can all just get together and go, just tell them we're watching bloody Zoolander for the yeah. whole lesson in maths. Yeah. But we had it, like, my maths teacher when I was in year seven, he, like, broke his back and so he was out of action for, like, 
six to eight. He was out of action for nearly the whole year. Mm. And so we had... They, given that it was like a permanent replacement teacher, they could not have picked a bigger dipshit. And so we'd just go, yeah, we don't do maths. We just sit here and read comic books. And she'd go, okay. And it was for a it week. It was a dur that gave it away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was Jughead from Archie. <laughs> <laughs> Always having naps. We'd just come in with a big sandwich and then she'd fall asleep yeah. and we could do what we wanted. Ooh. But we, like, it was awesome for like a month, uh, for like a couple of weeks. And then... After like two months of it, it just became depressing because it was just like, she's got no clue. Like, she's studied this. This is what she wants to do. She's earning money and she's still... We are just... It's not even a challenge anymore. We are just walking all over this poor woman. woman, And I like feel bad about it to this day. I I remember having like a teacher, a, a replacement teacher in year seven. And I remember now, and like and it, at the time, you sort of go, "Oh, that's just a thing that happens." And now that I think about it, I go, "What the hell was going on?" There used to be like a, a, a younger teacher, and classmates of mine would go, "Oh, watch this," and would like feel her up, like <laughs> grab her on the bum and stuff, and be like, and then the teacher would be like, "Oh, oh, oh don't, don't do that." Ha ha. And, and thinking back, not only is that horrible, but it's a year seven kid doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've barely figured out what girls' bums are, let alone. <laughs> Because you went to a do you did you go to a co-ed school? Yeah, yeah. I went to an all boys school for a couple of years, right. and it was like even like we had this female teacher who was the hot female teacher. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it was like year like nine, so it was even worse. Like my friend would just like literally roll his pen off the edge of the desk and go, "Oh, miss, can you come and pick that uh. up for me?" And she'd come and do it. And it was sort of like at the time it was like, "Ah, we've tricked her into it." But now it's like looking back on it's like. That she has to have known. Like, that's fucking really weird. Yeah. Why was she doing that? Because it's year nine, you're sitting there with erections. Like, she's got no idea. Yeah. Who dominated this? Yeah, the table's like, r- bench is like raised up really high. Do you remember supported the. Supported by the weight of eight tiny erections. <laughs> yeah. I remember Miss Keo was the hot one for us. She was the arts teacher. Miss Keo? Keo. 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 Don't ruin my fantasy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but Not just. Like the but that thing of when you're a kid and you see a teacher. Out of the supermarket, like when you're in horrifying. about grade six, yeah. it's horrifying. Mm. But when you see the hot teacher who we were 17, 18, because it was year 12, mm. and then she would have been just out of college, so she's 24. Yeah, yeah. So it only takes you two years. She's 26 and she's out at a pub. She was at the Nash. Mm. And I'm like 19, just going, oh, this is happening. You're she's like, like, no, it's not. <laughs> Forget Esther. What? Uh, how about you? Hey, hey. Hey. Oh, fuck you, Miss Key. I'm going to Macca's after this. <laughs> and I'll be working. <laughs> I'm going to get a gold jobby. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, were you impressed? Because I know your love for fast food. Where you've spoken of plenty in the Dum Dum. Yes. When we finished the Sydney Comedy Festival, you and I were at the Sydney airport. And we flooded oh, our yes. lives. <laughs> I can't believe you even brought yeah, this up. Yeah, we had a young lass just working the till, and she told us this Hungry Jacks is going to be closing down for five days, which in the fast food scheme of things, twenty four hour shops, that's a big time. Yeah, this it's is like 10, 10, 11 o'clock at night, and we were waiting for the last flight out. Yeah. This is just oh, hang on, what? It's closing for five days. Five days. It would have been the, the airport one. Yeah. yeah, not all. They're not doing like no. Earth Hour of Hungry Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yeah, they're doing oh a stock take of the look, fries. <laughs> look, I don't think you guys really appreciate how good this restaurant is. Yeah, yeah. We'd go off the market for yeah, almost yeah. a week and see how you like that. Yeah. And you two weeping out the front. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. yeah, us us at the front, like like cooking burgers with candles and stuff like that. <laughs> a vigil. Yeah, <laughs> photos of the food surrounded by flowers. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, and what what happened? We it was closing uh, at like ten o'clock at night and. She goes, yeah, it was a weird thing to say. Hey, this is the last batch of, of Hungry Jacks that you're going to get for um, for five days or whatever. That's a great so, thing to say. No, it was, it. it was almost like the health inspector's going to come through, so if you want any more from that <laughs> shitty vat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, she goes, yeah, so this is the last batch of fries. And we're like, really? And then I get my fries, and I just get a normal fries. And then, <laughs> and then, and then we go, oh, oh. And then Thornton goes... Oh, how about... And she goes, yeah, I'm, I'm in front of it. And then she just gives him, like, eight ser- serves of fries. Wow. It's like, oh, there's the guy from Mamma Mia. Oh. But this guy's from... No- he's from podcast. What's that? Yeah. Gives him eight serves of fries. And I yeah. said, you're a professional lady in the 21st century. I love what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Whammo! Wow, that's, a, that's really amazing. Like, just anything free, no matter how shit it is, is just, you know... And let, let's let's give out her full name and uh, service number so that we can get her fired for that because she gave us a lot of merchandise for free. Well, that that would have just been going in the fucking furnace, surely. In the furnace, yeah, in the, the hungry jacks, jacks furnace. furnace, yeah, the big <laughs> furnace that they have out the back. Yeah, oh, you never yeah. seen that. We lost two staff members last month <laughs> to that furnace. <laughs> that hasn't been a good run. <laughs> I just like the idea of they've gone way over the top with this huge cavernous furnace, and they're like, "Well, here we go again," and chuck two <laughs> small fries in the back and going, "Oh well, that's it." <laughs> Job up. done. <laughs> I, when I used to work at Baker's Delight, at the end of every day, one of my jobs was to take all the leftover bread and everything, of which there was heaps, mm. and just throw it into this giant dumpster that was out the back of the shopping centre that I worked in. And it was just mind-blowing to me because I'd go, it, can't we give the, isn't there a way that we can give this away to like homeless people or something? And they're like, oh, there's a lady that comes around once every two months and takes a bag of bread. I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it just feels like we could be doing more. Like it so was literally, fun. you know, those huge trolleys, like the big trays of the bread that yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. have at the back. I would have to wheel all four of them down and then just tilt them and just mountains and mountains. And like sometimes the dumpster wouldn't close and I would have to like stand on it and squash the bread down. Just like the physicality of the waste, like yeah. actually having to put all of your effort into it. Because that thing where bread is quite a big product as well. Like even though it's a, you know, it's a quite a light thing, but to to chuck out like four loaves of bread, that's a big thing. Yeah, but you would just hand it out willy nilly. I remembered there was a sunny crust competition in grade six at my primary school, and you had to have something something to do with the environment. You had to have an idea, and if you won it. You know, you would win. I, I My idea is I have sex with Esther Anderson <laughs> in the car park <laughs> of her work. End of story. <laughs> there you go, four loaves of bread. You have yeah. one big guy. But I remember they gave Let's us... Let's get Esther Anderson as a guest at McDonald's on the weekend. Oh, <laughs> please. That would be that would great. Be awesome. A celebrity guest. Yeah. Though. yeah. <laughs> Esther Anderson and Molly Meldrum. <laughs> The what two people who know Nick Cody the best. <laughs> this is a Friday appeal. This is what this is yeah. turning into. Yeah. yeah. We should, we're going to have to move the venue to the Yabby Creek McDonald's if we do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The River Boys are coming down. They're going to cause some trouble. The Yabby Creek McDonald's with a spa in the playground for Molly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so this competition. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, even as 
a 10-year-old kid just winning a loaf of bread. Mm, I, yeah. like, I've eaten a whole loaf of bread. Yeah. Christ knows what it did to my insides. <laughs> but you're just like, bread? Free? Yeah. Like, that alone, at least being used. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it can yeah. cause some real significant damage yeah. as you're growing, <laughs> but it's better than throwing a bin. I, when I was in prep, we, like, I remember... The Simpsons had just started and there was like some tie-in with like Tip Top or Wonder White or some brand of bread where they had the Simpsons were on the package and there was like a, there was like a Simpsons crossword on the back and you mm. could win stuff if you sent in a barcode. And you're a new kid, anything, a cartoon on a box is like the best thing ever. Yep. So I, I just saw it in a supermarket and I was like, oh, let's get this loaf of bread, mum. And she was like, okay. And I, like that was so exciting to me. And I remember this very vividly. This was like I just started prep and we started keeping diaries. So we had to, on Monday morning, write about what we'd done on the weekend and then draw a picture. And so I wrote, on the weekend, I got a loaf of bread (laughs) and then just drew The Simpsons. which Because to me, that was like the best thing that had happened over the weekend. And then giving it to my teacher and my teacher sitting me down and going... Are things okay at home? Like, do you get out much on the weekends? Do your parents take you and do, do you, things? Cause do you understand what nouns are? Because I think you've used them incorrectly here. Those are not loaves of breads. Bart the loaf of bread, home of the roll, Marge the croissant. They, yeah. They're not things. Yeah, it's a weird memory. But that, um, what you said about um, that thing of wasting, you know, surely that's better to eat it than... That's the thing that gets me right. Um, my girlfriend's mother, when I go around there, she will just... She's one of those... Mothers that just m- tries to make you eat a lot of stuff. Yeah, right. And I'm quite... Now, pig- is she... Because she's in the target demographic of... Mum, mummy! Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You eat <laughs> with David Thornton! <laughs> yeah, well, that's what she's like. Carlos, she's, you need to eat! I didn't, I didn't want to mention the nationality because it's such a cliche, but it is spot on. Yeah, it yeah, It is yeah. actually yeah. a thing. Oh, so, right. Yeah. So, uh, she's very keen on me eating anything that's not nailed down. And I just go... And I'm quite pig-headed with most things. And so, I'm like... <laughs> He's nah. got himself. Yeah. He has nailed himself. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just not going to eat that. And she'll be like, no, just, just eat it, though. And I'm like, no. No, I'm just not going to eat it. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to eat it. And she's like, "What? No one's ever said no to me." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know. No I know. one's ever said yeah. no to me." Because everyone's like, "Well," and I go, <laughs> "Yeah, but I just don't want to eat it." And I go, "Well, why hasn't someone else said no?" It's like because everyone else is polite. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that, there's a little bit of that in there, but you know, it's like, but it'll be a waste if I put that in the bin. And I go, "But why is that a more of a waste than going? Oh, well, what am I going to do with this plate of pasta? Oh, it won't be. It'll be a waste if I put it in the bin. So I'll just put it in my stomach." Yeah, like, do they not own a, a do they not thing? own a fridge? I'd yeah. understand it if they don't if they don't have the means to store things and eat it at a later date. Yeah. I'd understand needing to eat it. But that blows away. my mind the concept of, oh, what am I gonna do with this? It's bad to put it in a bin. You you should put it in your body. Yeah. When you don't want it. My, just stuff it in there. And, and like even for their daughter. Like well, you know, when relatives meet you and it's just like, Oh yeah, have you seen our lovely daughter? She's with that massive boomba. That's yeah. our work. <laughs> Yeah, my my girlfriend's a bit like that. Like if we are, at a, she hates wasted. So if we're out at a restaurant, uh, she'll and there's anything left over, she'll like. Recently, we went out for Thai food for dinner, and then we were going and having drinks afterwards, and we had a bit left over. So she got like a little thing of it, like a doggy bag thing of it, and then just kept it in her purse while we went out. And I was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And she's like, going into like, the pub and stuff. Yeah, and she had Thai in her handbag. Yeah. So that's like like a curry or what? Uh, yeah, it was like what was it? I can't remember what we had. Yeah, it was like a curry with a bit of Man. rice in a little Tupperware thing. That is a brave thing. Not just, thing lo- to have not just in your loose handbag. in her handbag. Yeah, <laughs> but she, her whole thing was. I didn't, uh, no, I didn't mean that she'd poured a curry into her handbag. <laughs> it sounded like that's yeah. what you thought. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that a Musman 20 yeah. you got there <laughs> in your handbag? Just a few sliding it. We go for Indian and she's just sliding Papa Dums down her bra. Yeah, just yeah. better than a chicken fillet. Um, it it feels like the eating version of The Great Escape. Like she's just pulling up her pants, <laughs> letting it drop out through the club. Yeah, because like Shawshank Redemption. She walks into the Thai restaurant, walks out with a bit of rice <laughs> coming out of the bottom of her trousers. <laughs> well, because her whole thinking was um, she wanted, she thought, well, you know, it's just going to go to waste. I'll do this good deed. I'll give it. We're walking down Brunswick Street and then through Richmond to go to this pub on um, Victoria Street. I'll I'll give it to a homeless guy that we walk past. But then then you you enter into a thing where you know you see people asking for change. We have to go. Yeah, but are they are they really are they going to really appreciate it? Or are is they that really just hungry? Guy? Are they really you know, hungry enough? They probably just had. A, yeah, a green curry. Yeah, so then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this place does have big servings. I imagine the homeless guys nearby are profiting a lot off yeah, of the leftovers yeah, right. of this place. But yeah, just everyone she we walked past, she was like, mm, uh, uh, maybe I should have given it to him. And then by the end, she was like, oh well, you know what I'll do? I'll probably just like I'll, I can at least like leave it in the park or the street. And I'm like. Put it in the bin then. And she's like, nah, because, you know, maybe a dog will eat it or, or a rat oh, wow. or a pigeon. <laughs> she's throwing it like, to everyone. I'm like, that is not better than putting it in a bin. And she goes, yeah, it is because someone's getting fed. I'm like, if you're leaving it for a rat to eat, that is the same as putting it in a bin. She's like, no, she's not. No, it's not. That's more noble. Yeah. So what ended up happening was... Noble. We it's noble to feed a rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. 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 What ended up happening was... That's we what a lord and lady would do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to pretty much bring on the Black Plague again. Just yeah, to make yeah, sure yeah. that yeah. rats can infest this area. <laughs> so then what ended up happening was we just got pissed at this pub and then she forgot about it and then we were walking home and she just ate it out of her bag. Right. As well. So it can go to a homeless guy yeah. or a dog or a possum or a rat, or right down the bottom or, there, my girlfriend. Yeah, or <laughs> yeah. my pissed missus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but it's a very, like, I have the same thing with, like, because I'm a pretty fussy eater, and that thing where someone will go, and I also, I'm not a big dessert person, I don't really like dessert, so if I'm at someone's house for dinner, and they go, I'll eat a lot, and they'll go, have ice cream, and I go, no thanks, and then suddenly... You're rude yeah. just because you're full and you, oh. don't, you don't have room for Cotty's iced magic. Yeah. Mate, you're a prick. That is a bit weird though Like, because mm. of all things you can make room for, ice cream would be nearly top of the list, I reckon. Really? Yeah. No, nah, I, so. I just don't. I'm just not into it. I don't I like don't, it. I don't do sweets. Oh, yeah. really? My, my girlfriend's family loves sweets. Yeah. And they think, I think because they're, they're, ex- they're quite culturally refined. Which you're dating the candy me. man, yeah? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're dating Wilma Wonka. <laughs> Surely when he met the woman called Wilma, he goes, I'm, I'm not marrying her. This is, well, I've I mean, already worked it out. I mean, for one, she's got the last surname as him, so you've yeah. got to at least do a bit of... Wonka's a pretty uncommon name. Yeah, she's, they, he said to her, look, just leave behind the mystery machine, the van, and come and live with me in the big what? factory. You know, Wilma, the with Scooby-Doo. No, that's Velma. Oh, is it? Wilma's oh. the Flintstone. Wilma's oh, the yeah, Flintstone. Leaves Fred, run away yeah, with me. okay. Yeah. Um, get on that bloody pterodactyl back <laughs> and come from Bedrock to Melbourne yeah. and we'll get married straight away. Oh, what if the, the chocolate factory was run in prehistoric times? That would be good. Oh. <laughs> it basically is. The Oompa Loompas of ch- uh, are like the Charlie's chocolate factory like, equivalent of the dinosaurs. They're like Bam Bams. Yeah. Heaps of Bam Bams. What, the Oompa yeah. Loompas? Yeah. No, I don't have the strength of Bam Bam. What? Oompa Loompas. Like Bam, 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 Bam Bam wasn't Bam a servant. Bam Bam wasn't working. But he was like little. The, he was yeah. little and strong. You know that bit in Willy Oompa Loompas aren't strong, are they? Oh, I don't know. I was giving, trying to give them credit. Oompa Loompas? <laughs> yeah. You know that bit in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where one, an Oompa Loompa turns to the camera and goes, it's a living. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, good times. God. Um, 
What about Dave Thornton? Because you, we had to um, we had to work around your your schedule today. Uh, you were doing uh, you did radio today, and you did a you're doing a commercial. Were you auditioning for a commercial today? Me? Yeah. No, this morning I had a voiceover, my friend. I oh, had a three-hour voiceover. Really? Mate, honestly... That's what this is turning into. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting industry rates, yeah? yeah. <laughs> this is all sweet. Man, three hours, it made me feel like a stupid performer because I went in there and he just kept... Re- and they're really wordy. These are the pitches for ads to the client. So this is the idea for the ad. You voice. You have a narrative. You read it out. And then I've just condescendingly described a narrative. You read. That's what a narrative is. I still was lost, so that's fine. (laughs) Let me describe it. Things happen and then other things happen. And then everyone goes home happy. (laughs) And I was saying it because you have to go over the same words over and over again. I actually got lightheaded. Because it was like it was like the performer there, like, oh, the performer's got words and breathing to take care <laughs> of. And I was like, guys, I've really got to sit this one out for a while. <laughs> oh, this is getting on top of the big if dog. I, if I can just keep being paid to read things out without reading things out, that would be great. Yeah. I've, I've had that with, with jobs. Uh, like when I did that ad last year, like that thing of being so cautious of like – you know, you start getting the shits or you start getting tired or it gets too hard. Of Like the minute that you go, oh, this is a bit shit, then suddenly it's, look at the bloody diva over here. Like, you know what I mean? Being so conscious of like speaking up that you're not enjoying any part of it. Like the yeah, people go, Jesus Christ. And you know there's a lot of hurry up and wait. Mm. Like there's a lot with ads just standing around yeah. looking like, feeling like nothing's happening. But right. then when they want you to do your thing, you've got to be there and you've got yeah. to be perked up. Even though you've been sitting there for two hours just eating everything you can out of yeah. the catering. You're kind of sitting in your own filth. You know, oh, I wish I was at Cody's birthday like thinking about <laughs> other things. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I was eating different things. <laughs> yeah. I um the best ad experience I ever had was I uh, there was this audition for Suncorp. It was only in Queensland, which was also a draw card. Like I felt like Bill Murray in Lost in Translation. You know, yeah. you, can, ah. you can have your dirty little secret, and not many of your mates will know. Yeah, yeah. And I auditioned for this one. It was in Sydney, and I'd been to a party the night before. I'd had two hours sleep, turned up, and it was all improvising. That to see how good you were improvising, and I'm a pretty shit improviser, but I was so. I just didn't give a shit. Yeah. I was so hungover that I was like, and I was amazed I wasn't filthy. I just, and I went really well. And they're just like, oh, this kid's got it. This is going to be great. And the whole thing was in this sun cult. The idea was, uh, if only life was this simple. And it was like a candid camera that actually set things up in stores <laughs> in this house. And we would go in and it was with Jesse from the three, uh, the four Knolls. Do you know Jesse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wilson Dixon? Yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. And he's an unbelievable improviser. He's, mm. like, he's trained to be a clown and all this kind of stuff. Right. Went to clown college, so wow, he knows his great. shit. Yeah. And he can improvise with salsa and pies. That's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mate, double threat. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and this one was uh, the first one that we did. And it was only one take. Like The director kept saying, there's only one take, guys. You have to improvise. Mm. And the first one was a house that was owned by this kind of crazy millionaire who'd bought the property next to him to knock it down and extend his house. It was in the Gold Coast. and That is crazy. The crazy <laughs> times. And, and so he, the house was about to get knocked down and they found out about this, put all these hidden cameras all through the house and then, w- and then gave it a house inspection. So they got the real estate agent who right. legitimately thought this was happening, right. got her in there and all the cameras are off and so some people, some extras have walked in just doing that stroll around like, oh, what's this like? This is nice, this is nice. And then uh, Jesse and I walk in and I was 25, never been close to buying a house. It was just terrible because I kept going, so there's 
roofs are there? And she's like, <laughs> you're retarded. What are you even asking this for? And Jess was being really good about it. And then we just do this thing where we go, okay, we'll take it. And she kind of looks at you a bit weirdly. And then removalists start putting furniture oh, in right. there. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, if only life was this easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it gets a point and the removalists are coming in and we're going, nah, don't worry about it. We've got it now. Yeah, we've got it. And that was the fun of it. She then freaks the fuck out. Like she loses her mind. She's just going, no, what are you doing? No, no. And screaming, calls her son, who's a rugby league player. <laughs> he hustles up all his mates from it. And then he's driving there like, we are going to tear these guys limb from limb. My mum is crying. And then we're all like, hey, John, hey, you've been punked. And like, <laughs> she's, she's like, she was furious. He turns up these thick neck guys and we have to try and calm them down and all this. I like that she got that angry. That's like, I'm trying to sell this house. And then someone said, okay. That's been done right now. But it's like, no, not that quickly. So my answer is violence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this shouldn't happen. Yeah. But then when you was go... This, was this or this was the actual ad? No, that was the ad. Because every right. ad had to be like that. This whole like, setup of you only get one life shot was at it. Yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, and right, so it was right. all improvised and her reaction had to be natural. And I don't know, because I'm not from Queensland, I don't know if that went to air. Her just <laughs> crying and some cop going, but I think it was that easy. <laughs> what I want to know is, uh, you were just saying, you know, you get to the ads only going to be on in Brisbane, so it's kind of a good thing to do because you know secret chat. Pretty ex- exactly, you know. There's a like you said the whole thing of Bill Murray and Lost in Translation, and there there is a big thing of big American celebrities doing ads in uh, in in Japan for for yeah. you know weird products and stuff. But you know, like now we've got Joel Madden coming down here and uh, doing ads for KFC and Vodafone, and the fat guy from Modern Family is in an yeah. ad for Big W. Oh, Are that? we the New Japan? Is well, that what's happening? I thought you were going to ask. Sweet uh, uh, yen. I thought you were going to ask about us because all three of us were in the Brisbane Comedy Festival ad and we never got to see that, did we? Oh, no. That's right. But yeah. I got emailed it. I got emailed it just before. Oh, did you? Did yeah. It, did we can work? look at it now. I, oh, really? I can't look at it on my phone. Yeah. Oh, you, what do you mean you got emailed it just before, as in today? Yeah, because I saw um, <laughs> Heath uh, McIver, who people may know uh, as the man behind Purple Randy the Purple Puppet. Uh, he, <laughs> he should really have oh. one of those... He was in taken it. Out of that. Imagine him as a stripper. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> be a hand. <laughs> oh, look at those cuticles. <laughs> he was in it, um, and I saw him last night. And he, they sent it to him for some reason because oh. we got up there, and apparently it was on TV. And right. then we said, "Oh, is it on YouTube?" And they're like, "Why would we put it on YouTube?" We're like, "Good question. Why would you put something? Why would you put a promotion somewhere where lots of people can see it? It costs you nothing." Yeah. Um, I'll just afford it to you now because right. I haven't been able to look at it yet. Yeah. But yeah, the, what was the pitch? The pitch was. Uh, this is an ad for the Brisbane Comedy Festival that we were all in that we filmed here in Melbourne before we went up to Brisbane and the pitch of it was comedy is the new sexy or That's funny is the right. new sexy. Uh, and, and, we had, and, there, and it was like this weird pitch where we just got there and then they went, they turned the cameras on and went, so just say comedy is the new sexy and then look in the camera and just, be, and just be, act sexy. And so we had to do that. But then it was like, oh, if it helps, we can play a bit of music. And then they just bring up this weird porno music that was just queued up, like just from nowhere. I did have to laugh because I remember a week before Channel 10, it would come out in the news that there was significant layoffs. So the three, <laughs> the three guys that were working were the last dudes on the island. Like everyone else had cleared off and we were all just like, oh, pff, who cares? And you two were on before me. And I remember hearing you guys like going, you were doing this. You were doing your podcast. And they're yeah. like, yeah. just want you to say comedy's a new sex. And you're like, what are we supposed to say? I don't know what we're supposed to say. I feel like a dickhead saying this. And like there was this dialogue for five minutes and then I could hear I'm eating McDonald's go, and going, this is delicious. <laughs> and they're like, you can't have an ad for another product. In an ad, <laughs> yeah, and Chandler's like, "What's the dike doing?" And I'm like, what? what are you, <laughs> mate? This makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> um, 
So that's did he send you like like an MP? He's just sent me the yeah the video file. So we can put it up on our page. We can put it up I, on Facebook. I, I guess so. I guess yeah. After we do this, we'll put that up. All I right. guess we can. Yeah. Good. Well, I'll look at it first, maybe. Oh, wait, <laughs> I, I'd say it's a big chance that we're not. We I, haven't made the cut. Oh, maybe really? I don't know. <laughs> Are you gonna put it up just with your face pixelated out? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, save myself the embarrassment. <laughs> and and the voice turned into like the the death metal voice. Yeah. Good idea. Well, I did. Well, Heath did say, "Oh yeah, I'll send it to you." So I'm presuming that means that we're in. I, I that's pretty harsh. That's pretty harsh if he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really great. I'll send it to you, and then we're just not in it. <laughs> like, well, look, I look. I don't want to incriminate <laughs> Heath too much, but I, I, I do have to say that he's one of one person of that breed that does the thing where I've had correspondence with him via email before, and all of a sudden, I'm part of the email list for Purple Randy the Purple Puppet. Oh. So I'm just for saying hello to him. Now I'm getting the the monthly. Hey, come to my show. In that's I. I will say that sick. That kind of behaviour sickens me. You're talking about you send someone a personal email, yep. and then they chuck you on there, and then suddenly you're getting a mail out every week. Lovely, about what lovely young man. Yeah, I have to say he's part of that club. Okay, there's, so, and there's a lot of people who do it. It's an illness, and yeah. it it, sh- it shouldn't be tolerated. No. People are wasting their energy getting angry when you don't want to eat their leftover food. Yeah, that's energy that should be directed into ending up on exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has spammed himself onto you. After Yeah Like I love that What an introduction We're just hanging out Oh look what I'm capable of Yeah Yeah. If you're a fan of saying hello to me You might also want to buy my DVD Yeah Um, I'm on the mailing list For some fashion label in New York I don't know how I ended up on that I'll get all these weird Purple Randy Purple Randy The purple puppet That's his line I just end up on There's so many emails I get every day From mailing lists Where I just go I've never been to that website Let alone bought anything from them How Mate I uh, tell me about it. I was barely in correspondence with Sunshine Johnson, and then he added me on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, that's happened. That's happened this week. Yeah, oh, yeah a lot of messages that about is, that. What Someone's happened there? Decided to, to impersonate Sunshine Johnson, um, a friend of the show. I um, haven't accepted. I've I've just yeah. left it there. I haven't gone for it yet. Yeah. I tell you what, and I wrote it on his wall. For a bloke who barely has like a home to crash in, his internet connection is very good. Yeah. Continually, he's yeah. on Facebook and throw it back to you. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a big fan of it, I think, especially because everyone thinks it's me. And I've I've copped this question, I think, five times in 24 hours of people just going, well, that's you, isn't it? And I'm like, no, it's not me. <laughs> so it's not you. No, it's not me. It's a fan that would of be, the yeah, show. I, that would be a weird thing for you to do. Yeah, like I, think I so. Yeah. Wait, I mean, yeah. look, I'm only... Th- look, this has just occurred to me now, <laughs> now that you said it's not you, but I do remember some statements where a capital letter will just get thrown into a sentence for no reason. I mean... Is that me? No, oh. I'd say Bartlow. Oh, right. oh, right, right. That is classic. No. Uh, I think it's a little bit out of Bart's jurisdiction. I think it's a little bit late because it's like we haven't. We've told I've, you've told all the stories about. Yeah, it. I've told all the, the world is sunshine. dry. Like, yeah. I don't think I've told a Sunshine Johnson story for eighteen months. But it uh, must I be someone who's like just started listening to the well, show. Well, you know what? And this is, a, and this might be a complete coincidence, but this is exactly what happened. Um, that got created about an hour after, and I haven't copped this for a while. About an hour after I copped an unknown number ringing me and I answered and went, hello, Carl speaking. Click. I was like, okay, well, that's that's someone that's recently heard that episode a while back of you giving out my phone number. Mm-hmm. And then uh, which, just for any new listeners, no. is... <laughs> and literally less than an hour after that, the Sunshine Johnson thing was, 
was uh, created. So it sounds like someone has mm. gotten into us very late and has listened to every episode yeah. in one go and has got the whole Dum Dum Encyclopedia inside his head and is just w- r- ready to go. He's yeah. got the to-do list. He's got Ring Chandler, make Sunshine Johnson, let's get this done tonight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and then is... now he's presumably he's killed himself well, because that's all that's left. He's, I think he's waiting at McDonald's for the party right now. <laughs> hey, it will be sitting there like Kevin Spacey in Seven. He'll just have Cody's <laughs> head in the box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> he'll have, no, he'll have Mayor McCheese head in the box, which is... <laughs> Which is just a cheeseburger, so that's fine. <laughs> someone should, yeah, that would be funny if someone made that with just little googly eyes yeah, yeah. on a cheeseburger and rock yeah. up to the counter at McDonald's yeah. and just whoop it open. They don't what use do you those characters is? anymore. I think they've made a conscious I know, thing yeah. of, of getting rid of the characters. There used Why? to be, on the original oh Nintendo, there was a McDonald's video game right. where you would play as these two kids who go into McDonald land and you have to... F- Ronald's gone really? missing. Yeah. And you've got to find him and you meet like Birdie and Grimace and the Hamburglar along the way. Yep. It's a surprisingly good game. Like you, really? You like shoot fries at people. Oh. Yeah, look, it's, it's actually in. a pretty... It was actually a pretty good game. Yeah. Christ, that's lame. Yeah. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds pretty lame. No, it was a, you know, it was a fun video game. You know, it's well designed. Also, this, this is something that happened to me a week or two ago now and I've never... This is, you know, this is something... I don't think it's something you should cross off your bucket list but it certainly... When it was happening to me, I was like, well, this is... This is part of life. This is something that can happen, and I've this done it now. Yeah. What could I, this be? <laughs> I had sex. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had my car impounded. Oh, yes. 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 So I. It was. Actually, it was at the tail end of the comedy, Melbourne Comedy Yeah, festival. part of the big part of the big list of recent instances of you just slowly losing your mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sonality's yeah. um, I, I, <laughs> kicking in. Is that what you're implying? Yeah, yeah, There's something going on. Yeah. Um, I drove into the city at night, went and did my show, got on the tram afterwards, got about <laughs> four blocks from the venue and went, oh, yeah, I drove in tonight. So I rang my girlfriend and I said, look, um, when I get home, can you drive me back in to pick up my car? And she said, absolutely not. <laughs> and, I went, <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And she's like, just go and get it in the morning. Like, I'll drive you in in the morning. I'm like, okay. Also, you're halfway home, and then you remembered. Yeah. You're oh, so you're blaming her for this? Cool. Yep. No, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Hey, spoiler alert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you should be blaming my key for not bringing up a little hologram when you scanned a ticket that said you drove in, dickhead. Yeah. Where was, were they on that one? Let's just say it was a lot of people's fault. So, um, I got home. Help me, Car Chandler. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> so I got home, and I and I thought, well, we'll go in in early in the morning. My girlfriend's got to go to work. We'll go and do that. Um, we came in. And uh, we got to where I'd parked it, and there was there was no car there. And I looked and went, "Oh, that's a that's a clear way." And there's a lot of traffic going on here, <laughs> and my car is not part of it. No, you were blocking the door of Flinders Street Station. To be <laughs> fair, <laughs> it was only yeah. over one track, not over the <laughs> the second rail. <laughs> that was. You know, all the doors were open, all these flies were hanging out. Like, that is going <laughs> to yeah. get some attention. That is going to work. <laughs> I'm going to get so many cops to my show tonight. <laughs> did, did you not remember my story of my car, car being impounded thanks to your empire? Oh, yeah, no. No, but you know what the, the trick was? It was that I'd parked it not thinking, well, I'm leaving this here overnight. Yeah. I'd parked that going, oh, I'm of able mind. I'll come and pick this in within two or three hours. But, I, you know, I didn't know I was going to completely fuck things up. So... I came back, it was impounded, and I just looked at it. It was like that sense of shock because I had a day on that day where I had like literally seven, eight things to do, like big tasks in front of me. I was already going, how am I going to fit all these things in? I got to there and just went into shock, saw the car wasn't there, went, oh, what, and just kept driving. And my girlfriend's like, oh, yeah. 
so what else are you going to do now? And I'm like, my car's gone. She's like, yeah, yeah, you, you can get it back. And I just started going, well, don't, don't try and calm me down. This oh, is like, Christ. I started going crackers. Right, I started going crackers. And she's uh. like, just, just, just ring them up and get it back. I'm like, who's them? What are you talking about? You are a piece just, of shit. Just yeah. ring. You are a piece of shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm uptight. She's like, just ring them. And I, <laughs> I'm going, who's them? Yeah, who's I'm them? <laughs> but I'm getting so mad. I'm, I'm, so, I'm mad at the situation. And I'm just, I'm just screaming. <laughs> I was, I think I was, I punched the door at one oh stage. Oh my I god! I got really mad. What? Just for her actually having a car. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got one. I, I don't have one. Yeah, so showing off. Just, just <laughs> took it, out, took it out in cars in general, just for being mine being missing. And, and went and bought like, a copy of the Pixar film Cars and just fucking yeah. snapped the disc yeah. in half. And I'm you like, smug little prick. <laughs> but she kept going, just ring, just ring them up. I'm like. But it, it's such a vague concept. I'm going, who's them? What are you talking? And she just goes, the council. And to me, that made no difference at all. I'm like, what do you mean the council? You just don't... Who's the council? I like it how... You just ring the council you're up. You're simultaneously cracking the shits at her for something that's nothing to do with her, but then also asking her for help. Yeah. Like, asking her well, for the the answers to questions. She just goes, Can't just ring the council. I'm like, as if you just ring the council. What are you talking about? And then I just... Pull over and I'm like really www.council.com and then I Google I just, I just wrote council. <laughs> it took me to the to the Melbourne Council. I rang the number and I went, oh look, my car's missing. She goes, oh yeah, I'll put you through. I'm like, okay. So it was just it was actually bundled up and I got the answer within about eighty seconds. The only That's thing that could have been better than that is if you just you dial and they pick up the phone and go, hello, Carl. Yeah, like they yeah. just know instantly. But literally, I, hey, then, nice. <laughs> They, they put me through, and I'm like, "Oh, look, my car's still. Yeah, we got it." I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I went there. I ended up. I went to. It was like the inbound yard of like The Simpsons. Like I felt like you know that episode of The Simpsons yeah. where they, like, you go in. It's it was like really inner city. I was like, yeah. "How do you have?" It's not like I thought it'd be out in Zone Three or something. It's like Collingwood. It's Collingwood. Inner. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really close to where I used to live. And you go in there, and it's like you know prison for cars. You go in there, there's like. One burnt out car, um, <laughs> one really nice car, and then my car. So there's about four cars in there. All the ice cream trucks are in a different impound yeah. lot. Yeah. And, and did your car, when you saw it, just leap up and run yeah. to the case? <laughs> That's mine. Because you're kind of lucky in a way in that you worked out immediately that it was a clear way. I had a friend of mine. Well, the, the end of the story, what I was going to say was, um, I, because my car, like I've had my car for 10 years or something, and it's, it's quite getting an old, to be an old car. And I got there and found out and just went, okay, well, what's it going to cost me? And they go, well, it's going to cost you $500. And I'm like, can I just leave it here? Like, it's an, an actual thing that I could yeah. have, you, What would happen? Because I'm like, if I tried to sell my car, I don't think I'd get $500 for <laughs> it. So are you allowed to just go, let's... You just do what you want with it. Maybe we can raffle it off at the Nick Cody's live birthday yeah. show. A car's not just for Christmas, mate. <laughs> Got to respect that. Um, because like I said, you you at least worked out immediately what had gone on. A friend of mine had his car impounded, but it took him half a day to work it out. He thought it had been nicked. Yeah. Like, he came back to get it and spent a whole day going fuck and like got onto the cops and they were like, you know talking him through it and then it took him so long in the process for someone to go maybe it's been impounded so he went back and looked at the sign and then it was in the impound lot and then he was shitty because he's had to pay the fee and he was like I kind of feel like the whole day of thinking that my car had been because it was like a new car too he'd like bought oh, it like right. three weeks before it's like I feel like that's enough of a, without me having to pay money you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. the stress of seeing it's gone and having to go and get it I know they've got to make a point but like $500 that's a lot yeah. for the, 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 the being locked up and you having to go and get it and feel like a fuckhead is, yeah. you know. 
Do, do, have we told the story? Have we talked about the story of you getting your car impounded? No, I don't think I've heard it. I don't think so. Yeah. So what it was is uh, it was the, the the launch of a of a comedy night in St Kilda. No, this was almost the start of the empire. Considering I think this was the because Felix is the first room. Or did you have soft belly by then? Soft belly before that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. I should have put so much on it. It was uh, this is his little money laundering thing off the side. <laughs> <laughs> and and this when you was this before or after you opened the Butterbing Strip Club? I <laughs> <laughs> started charging people to go into McDonald's without getting any burgers. Um, but I I do remember I was down there because it was you on myself and Zave, who Zave Michaelides, Zave Michaelides, exactly. We we had done the gig. And I, I knew you were a little bit nervous as well because I always park when I go down in St Kilda on Grey Street. I always park. That's where you can just get yeah. to see after hours because in around St Kilda, it's always till midnight. It's mm. always like you, you can only have one hour parking till midnight and you do get hit. Yeah. You're like, this is bullshit. But always for your gigs, I park on Grey Street because it's just open slab because it's pretty much yeah. hookers and backpackers. They're like, yeah. well, it's up to you now, buddy. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> your gigs can, your gig at St Kilda, even if you're hosting and getting paid to do it, you can still pretty easily run at a loss <laughs> yeah. doing that gig yeah. if you park around the corner on uh, like opposite Near the, the bars. Near the or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah for and sure. I don't know what it is about that gig, to be honest. I mean, invariably, it's that gig where I'm sitting there and going, yeah, I'll have a couple of beers. Then it's St Kilda, it's a good time. Oh, yeah. this hanging around. And uh, and that gig was the opening night, and it went pretty well. Yeah, it went great. Like it was because I knew you were a bit nervy. Like I want this one to really work, and it was that big room upstairs, yep. and we're thinking oh, I don't know how it'll go, but it went really well. And then afterwards, the bar owner, he was. Just it was that thing of relief of uh, like I remember. I don't know if you were the same, but it's that thing of oh, the pressure's off now. Great, let's just you know let's have a good drink and you know have a button. This uh, you know that thing of when you're stressed for that long, and then all of a sudden there's everything's gone right, everything's gone to plan. So it was quite a joyous sort of a situation. And the, the the owner or the co-owner or someone that had something to do with the actual property was there. And they also, one of their other acquisitions was a uh, a brothel. Oh, that's right. And they'd brought along some of the uh, s- some of his employees. Yeah, the mm. recruits. Which yeah. I, was there, I was there like four weeks after this and that was still happening, I remember. Right. Well, well th- this guy turned up, didn't he look exactly like a heavy? Look, he looked everything, every piece of what you would expect to see. On, on an underbelly or something like that and Thorne being classic like just run your mouth and then <laughs> suffer the consequences <laughs> I remember we were drinking and we were like okay we're going to get pissed tonight like I, I'm going to leave my car there we're going to get pissed I'm like yeah let's get cocaine and hookers and Shanna is like ah uh, there are hookers here yeah. <laughs> they're next to you yeah. <laughs> I'm like ah oh, Jesus <laughs> and then but that was the thing where all of a sudden um, like everyone's starting to get you know have, have a few beers and whatever and then you come up and go uh, one of those women just uh, grabbed me on the cock yeah and then Fleety Greg Fleet was there he goes yeah that happened to me too and I'm like oh so I I'm the one that didn't <laughs> I'm the one that didn't get it. All right. <laughs> Shit, I can't believe Fleety wasn't there. We're in St Kilda with hookers, and I just just took Fleety out of the equation. <laughs> hey, with it. That's weird. <laughs> you had a bit of everything from St Kilda: hookers, yeah. Fleety. Yeah, yeah, it was all there. It was St Kilda by the bucket load. But I remember thinking to myself, I knew my car, and I thought I've got to get it. I just assumed it was a one-hour parking. I had to get it before ten because otherwise it would get. Yeah, yep. with a fine. And it was exactly the same situation as you had. I turned up dusty out of a cab and gone. And my car was parked at the front of that Salvation Army halfway house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one? Right. Which does, which is full of recovering drug addicts. Right. And there are, there are people, there's some, some of the street workers do go in there. And like, I was about to unleash a tirade. Like it was, you think you're a level-headed person. And then my car that wasn't out the front of that joint, I was about to just scream black and blue like, you dirty workers. <laughs> you <laughs> disgusting <laughs> women. 
Just go. Where have you put it? Yeah. <laughs> At least come and grab my cock again. Come on. <laughs> and then, and the thing that you do, then it's just like, oh, that's right. This has turned into two lanes. Yeah. Mine's disappeared. Yeah. yeah. And I was the same as you. I was at a loss, but with nothing, no girlfriend to scream at. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're hungover too, and you're like, you like, if you ever have to go and pick your car up when you're hungover, you're getting public transport. You're just there on the train going, forget this. As soon as I get the car, yeah. that's when the, I can just forget this whole thing ever happened. I'll be in my comfy car. I don't have to deal with people. I can drive home. And then that that finish line not being there, that's a terrible moment. And I imagine I've never had it happen to me. And it's really when you go pick it up, the guy doesn't give you as much as you think he would. He doesn't rail you. The guy, for me, didn't go, oh, you're a good one, dickhead. Like, no, because yeah. he's doing it. That's his job. But he, he's yeah. doing it to people all day, every day. But that's it. You're coughing up 500 bucks for a bit of a fuck up. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's not a significant fuck up. It's a bit of a fuck up. Yeah. Was and this he's like just the... like, yeah, it's in there, mate. You're like, yeah. I paid 500 bucks for you to just yeah, yeah, not even yeah. look at me. Yeah. <laughs> was this like the Hungry Jacks at sh- Sydney Airport thing where Chandler's paid 500 <laughs> and it just cost you like 80 bucks? Yeah, yeah. yeah I walked out with three Commodores. <laughs> it was incredible, to be honest. You should, you should at least get free Wi-Fi down there or something, you know? Get some sort of... Get, Download get a, a few episodes of Game of Thrones Yeah, for you open free, your car yeah. up, you've got pillows on your seats with mints on them or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. My car gets Foxtel. This is unbelievable. Yeah. I never get this at home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give it a wash while it's in there. What about an impound lot slash car wash? Yeah. Just to take the edge off, That's you a, know? You're getting 500 bucks idea. from it anyway. Wouldn't, wouldn't you not be... Because that whole thing of two, even getting tickets, they try to be nicer now. You know, so that you don't start any fights. Because if you're getting a parking ticket, you lose your mind. Yeah. And they say, now, could you just, those guys got to be a bit nice and a bit more apologetic. Like, mate, it's just my job. It's not, not to aggravate people. Mm. So if you washed your car, you would come and go, this is, well, that is, yeah. That is I mean, it's fresh. there. They yeah. may as well. Yeah. This is like, I was in, um, I, I went. Yeah, you come home, like, in the morning and your, your, your girlfriend says, you go, oh, did you just, uh, oh, you got in a bit of trouble. No, I just. Parked my car on Flinders Street Station. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't washed it for three years. <laughs> when it evens out, yeah. Yeah, that's where phone works. That's like uh, I, I I went and bought a pillow the other day from Captain Snooze. Well, it's now just Snooze. He's no longer a captain. Yeah. He's just a regular guy. Lost his ranking. Yeah. And uh, stripped of his ranking for uh, yeah, must have sleeping on the job. Man, yeah. he just must have done some pretty bad <laughs> shit. I uh, <laughs> I was saying to the guy in there, I'm like, have you ever thought about like this store when it's closed? It's just Full of beds. <laughs> yeah. oh, they should just have accommodation there overnight. You bring your own sleeping bag, yeah. fill the joint up, make extra money. And he said, this is the one on, I don't know if you've seen it, the one on the corner of um, Nicholson yes. uh, and Alexandra that's got the big window display. Yeah, way ahead, I've already pictured it in my head. Yeah, he said to, he's like, oh, because he was a manager, he's like, oh, we always get people hit us up to try and do something where they like live in the window, but we've never been able to make it happen. I'm, I'm considering following it through as like a fundraising thing and living in the window display of Captain Snooze what, how on you, the corner of Nicholson Alexandra. How are you going to be the person that makes it get followed through? Like, where where are you going to succeed where all the other attempts have failed? Oh, I imagine it's a thing where people go, geez, that'd be great to do, and then they've never done anything more with it. Like, yeah. I figure... I, I, I picture I this is going to be in, the same thing. <laughs> if I go back in a second time, well, what I want to do, I'm going to put it out to the listeners. If you would donate money for charity to me to spend what charity? 48 hours... I don't know, I'll give it to the... <laughs> 
don't know. So, so just to be clear, this is the way that this charity works. We'll think of who it goes to no, later. Okay. Well, I okay. just really want to sleep in a shop. All right, I'll give it yeah. to I'll give it to the Fight Cancer Foundation. I'll give it to okay. something close to my heart. I'm right. serious about this. I I would I want to do it. We can do. We can do some kind of weird podcast in there where you're on the street and I'm. We do it through the glass, right. like a kind of, or maybe we can have some kind of like podcast version of like a conjugal visit where you're allowed <laughs> into the window display to do a podcast with yeah. me for an hour. Drill um, a couple of holes through the plate glass window. Yeah, if you would put money into that, hit us. Let us know I, on Facebook or Twitter, and if there's enough, I can go to this guy and go look. There's the interest. Let's make it happen. <laughs> you know, this feels like this is exactly like your girlfriend and your car getting taken away and you're going, well, how's this going to get done? Like, did your bed get stolen <laughs> and you're just furious at Tommy for bringing it up? <laughs> Who? Who's going to do it? <laughs> Man, I'm back... I back money into that. Yeah, you put money in. I'll yeah, put money right. in the it's, what are, Forty-eight hours, like twenty-four, doesn't seem like long enough. A week's ridiculous. No, I'm week. going to need people to like bring me food. In no, there. a week is ridiculous. How, how That's why you, I want to see a week. How oh, can you right. get brought food? <laughs> huh? How can you get brought food? Oh, people during, just bring during, food into the shop in nine to five. See hours. again, he's just got no. You just don't no, understand I, how things work. Oh look, I pictured the shop. I had that under control. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture the whole scheme. Petrol station across the road. Yeah. There's a couple of sausage rolls right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, there's a um, there's a there's one window display that's set up like a little girl's bedroom. That I was thinking, well, people are going to go. Obviously, he should be in the little girl's bedroom because of the voice. But then that's weird if I'm sleeping in like a pink bunk bed. Yeah, yeah no one's going to donate to cancer research <laughs> if they see that. No one. No one. <laughs> Ugh, yuck. No, thank you. Yeah. We don't want any part of this. Yeah. And and even the title of your podcast, like I'm not, <laughs> but I mean, little dumb dumb fundraiser as people drive by. Yeah, what is yeah. That? yeah. He's raising it for what? Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say this quickly, Dave. I think I've said this to you in person. Now Ooh. I've known you a number of years now. I've known you quite some time. We started yeah, comedy yeah, together. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, it's been uh, it, it's been thrilling watching you uh, kind of gradually gain you know more momentum in your career and get yeah. more things on the television. This, this is this is all going to keep going yeah. uphill. I think this this where, really where this no, what, what really kind of sold it for me like you know. Things the, the level that you're at at the moment is that um, my girlfriend was in a clothing <laughs> shop the other day yeah. and she said she was there looking at things and then uh, you came in and, you know, you know each other a little bit so you had yeah. a bit of a chat yep. and then you got some stuff and you left. And she said as soon as she left, the people in this shop were instantly a lot nicer to her purely because she'd had some link to Dave Thornton. Oh, wow. So that's, and that's really, that's been a big motivator for me with my own career to just work to the level where you just get the base level of respect, you know. That like motivates me to go shopping with Thorno. Yeah. More. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked off the Year 7 uh, Mary Borough principal just groping her until <laughs> she gave in. <laughs> and I said, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. No, because I remember your girlfriend, you come in and I couldn't quite tell, because this is also a woman who's grabbed clothes off the rack and gone into a change room. It's very hard I was about to scream her name out, mm. and then I thought, if I haven't hit it, yeah. there's a lot to. She's yeah. about to head into a change room. Yeah, she said you were very silent, but then you've just peeked over the divider of the change room. Like, oh, Alice! <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, reckon, I didn't recognise she was clothes on. Now yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Dave rooted my girlfriend, <laughs> or just saw her in the nude. Yeah, either one. But um, no. Uh, that girl, I was trying to charm that girl to try and see if I can get some kind of discount. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Really. Can you do that? Well, it hasn't worked yet, but yeah. Because <laughs> you were saying to me, this clothing company, and we won't name them, you were saying you like want to wear a, like a, a blazer, like a jacket on stage, oh, but you find it. it too hot, like it's too hot to wear. Yep. So you were saying you were going to try and get onto this company to see if they could make you a special one-off one with oh. no lining in it. And then I said to you, or you could just get a normal one and go to a tailor. 
which I kind of wish I hadn't because I'd love to see... I imagine that's just what they would email you back. They'd go, just go into any one of our stores and take it to a tailor, you fucking idiot. Which proves what both of us are at. You're about to do something elaborate and raise money for it. I just had self-serving, wanted a blazer (laughs) on stage. Superficially thought in one of the biz. Well, it's meant it's Neek, N-I-Q-U-E. Great stuff. Okay, yeah. They do make good good. stuff, yeah. They do make very good stuff. And it just fits me quite well. And then Melbourne, like it's all starting to come together. This Mm -hmm. feels... they. They feel like that when you see, say, a supermodel or an actor that you might hear might go, you know, holidays near where you live or yeah. and part of the year is in Melbourne and then you think, oh, this is a possibility. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. when you find it's in the same proximity, you're like, oh, this is, this is really happening. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I would dearly love for them to make, or just at least have a personal sponsorship. That would be the winner. Okay, we'll try and get this happening then. Right. So okay. I'm, I'm itching for Captain Snooze sponsorship, yeah. and you're itching for Nick, Nick A. I don't even know how you pronounce I'm, it. I'm just trying to keep my car <laughs> outside my house. You're getting so. sponsored by the council. Yeah, yeah. yeah great. No, no oh. the council are getting sponsored by me. Let's get that <laughs> round the right way. Oh, 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 you mean this council that you speak a lot of? <laughs> Who are this council? <laughs> Uh, well, we've all got something to aim for for the next week. Yeah. And that's really what this is all about. Yeah. Guys, that brings us to the end of the little dum-dum club Let's for roll, another week. Let's roll the credits. Dave Thornton has been dressed by Neek this week. Yep. So yep. That's, that's right, guys. And it is good to see. I started off with seeing you guys at Sin FM and just at <laughs> RMIT. And we were just in a shoddy little studio, but yep. I thought these kids are on the up. <laughs> and then you would be in radio studios. And now we're sitting here. In the suburbs. Yes. In the burbs, in Chandler's joint. We only flicked the light on 10 minutes ago. Before yeah. that, we were sitting like three creepy dudes. Yeah, we should give that context because it was bright when we started recording. Then over the course of doing this, the sun went down. And let's, let's be clear that people are pulling into their driveway and we're being illuminated up here sitting, talking to each other with microphones. So we look like... King idiots. <laughs> yeah. Either that or people are walking past going, man, Osteria have really gone downhill. Hey, 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 And also, it's, it's, you know, it's like 6.30 and, and there's no sign of Chandler's girlfriend, which suggests to me that she's cracked it after the, uh, after the impound fiasco and just... Well, packed up and done a runner. None, none of you have ever met her. I will admit right now I made her up. So <laughs> He's good. He's very good. He's a, he's a real master pretender, that yeah. one. Uh, and hopefully we will see uh, said stalker at Cody's birthday when, it all, when this all winds up. Uh, we have a story somehow. Uh, maybe. <laughs> what? Said stalker? Uh, whoever whoever it is that's been oh, this, this podcast. Right, right. The Sunshine Johnson person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll yeah. out themselves, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll get on it. We'll try and get Molly. We'll try and get Esther Anderson down. Um, <laughs> what a collection. Dave Thornton, thank you so much for, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, have you got anything coming up that you would like to plug? No. I, <laughs> I can't think. I haven't got a lot of... I, I think you've got plenty of things to plug, but you went, well, who's listening to this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can catch Dave uh, on the airwaves on... Mamma mia on <laughs> Bongiorno FM uh, every day, 40 or 6. On no. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they've, gone, they've gone from 2 to 7. They just skipped 3 to 6 and gone, we'll just go straight to 7. Hey, everyone, uh, we've only got, we've only got a, a, a small amount of T-shirts left. I'll, I'll, we'll be able to go and try them on in a minute. They're just over there in the corner. But there's only, uh, it's only a small amount of, hey, uh, uh, mate. T-shirts left. Yeah, so if you've been, uh, if you've been thinking about it, get on that yeah. little dum dum club at gmail.com. You can email us. Uh, Twitter and Facebook, the little dum dum club. Uh, no, little dum dum club.com is our website. Our uh, unupdated website, let's be honest. Yep. Um, We're getting onto it. 
So jump on those tickets for the live birthday show. It's this Saturday, May the 11th. Uh, this will be the last live one we do for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. A smattering of tickets left to that. Get on it. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. See, see ya, mates. Oh, it's a good one when he Thorno said that. joined yeah, in. Yeah, I did as well. <laughs>